Hello, friends. Joining me in the Friendship Studios today is Pastor Matt, lead campus pastor at Prior Lake, and Pastor Joel, worship pastor at Friendship. We'll talk about this crazy world, Jesus as life and light, as we hope to bring a smile, warm your heart, and deliver hope. All this and more. I'm Pastor Kenny, and this is your Friendship Church Podcast. Hey church fam, Joel here. During these dark times, it is important for us to find hope. We have hope. God came in the flesh and brought light to you. Join us this Christmas Eve at 2.30 and 4 o'clock in Prior Lake, or at 4 o'clock and 9 o'clock in Shakopee. We'll discover more about this true light that chases away the darkness. I want to invite you to join us. Please bring your family and your friends. Matt and Joel, thank you for joining me today. We're going to have a great time. And as always, I really like to start with a segment we like to call This World is Crazy. There are tons of things that are happening in our world right now, but one that I saw most recently that that really caught my eye was that there was a plane that landed safely on 35W. Did you guys see this, or did you see the video on this? I did. Have, I, have I you didn't. seen this, show? You haven't? Sorry. Oh, Matt hasn't seen this yet. Okay. I it's heard crazy. about it, but I did not see the video. Well, yeah, you you got to YouTube it because it's amazing. This guy does this zipper merge in the middle of traffic. Whatever happened, he has this emergency landing. There's traffic coming, and he lands like in the middle of traffic perfectly between them, uh, spaced out. No one got hurt, praise God. Uh, but just, ama- I mean, can you imagine just driving down 35W or or up 35W? <laughs> yeah. do, do you guys hear something? What What is that? What is that sound? If he knows how to zipper merge, then he's not from Minnesota. <laughs> <laughs> what does anyone? Yeah, I, I had to look it up, honestly. I didn't know what it was. So it's not a big plane. It's one of those little no. planes that can fit in like a three-lane highway. But still, it just fits. Right, right. I'm looking it up right now. Uh, let's see what it, it's a single engine plane. Um, yeah, I just wonder. I wonder what in the world happened. This guy did an amazing job. All I know is, it, like, isn't that typical 2020 though? You know, you think everything's all right, and then suddenly a plane lands in the middle of the road. Like that's 2020. I sent Hannah a video on from Facebook last night. It, like this sums up 2020. It's just a bunch of fails of like <laughs> dump trucks driving, doing their thing, but then the road like erodes or like just random things happening. And that's a perfect, it should be in it. <laughs> You're right. You're right. Well, here's what I know this world is crazy, but God is good. And so, with that in mind, I want to talk about discipleship and worship. And this past weekend, Matt, we talked uh, through Jesus being the light and the life. And, um, I, I don't know. I just kind of wanted to jump in, and maybe you maybe you have some thoughts that you've been chewing on since Sunday that you wanted to either reiterate or go a little deeper on, or I, I don't know. Maybe you just maybe you're like me and like mm, if I could preach that over. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so give me a sense of what you talked about uh, in terms of what it means that. God, or in this case, Jesus is light. Mm-hmm. Like, what does that mm-hmm. metaphor teach us? Yeah, yeah, about Jesus. 
Well, I, I went I went back to the beginning, which is a very good place to start. I, I heard that in a song somewhere. Mm-hmm. And um, can we can we pause for a second? <laughs> what song was that? So I'm on I'm on my way in today, <clears throat> and I'm listening to my Christian radio station, and as I'm doing so, they're playing all Christmas music. Okay. And they're playing uh, my favorite things from The Sound of Music. I heard that the other day. When, when is that a? How is that a Christmas song? Well, I've never seen the movie, but I didn't think what? that was a Christmas song. My wife and I are driving together, and we hear it uh, a couple of days ago, and I'm like, "How is this a Christmas song?" And she's like, "Well, they play the movie around Christmas." And I'm like, "What? Well, wait, how does that make it a Christmas song?" So when I the said, dog "Barks right, right, or bites right." Or, Bells ring? Absolutely. I'm like, well, they play NBA games on Christmas every year. Is the NBA theme, is that a Christmas song right. now? Because it's associated Bingo! with Christmas? Like, what? What are we talking about here? <laughs> no kidding. This well, is pure crazy. Well, uh, maybe not, because we think of Die Hard as a Christmas movie. Right. So maybe somebody. this is So when is KTIS going to play the Die Hard theme is what I'm asking. <laughs> Okay, that well, that's all right. Legit. I'm sorry. That's legit. Uh, let's move on. No, I, no, that's that was important like, stuff what? right there. Well, yeah, it was. <laughs> yeah, it was. So Jesus as light. Yeah. What, what does it mean? Yeah, right. So, uh, I I had to go and you know when you look at this passage uh, from John chapter one, in the beginning was the Word. You you immediately get the sense of Genesis chapter one. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth, and the earth was formless and void, and darkness covered the face of the deep. And then in verse 3 of Genesis chapter 1, there's this, there's this response by God to formless void and darkness. And I, I've I just always, I don't know, been kind of perplexed at that a little bit And because his answer is, let there be light. And there was light. And so the, the answer to formless void and darkness is light. And um, as, as I began to study that, anyways, some things that I saw from some uh, some rabbinical teaching was that this this idea of formless void and light really is kind of the the uh, human condition that we have. And when you start to look at these Hebrew words, that fleshes out even more. I mean, formless they they use that word to mean vanity sometimes. Mm. And I thought that was that was crazy. Like, how is formless and vanity related? Mm. Uh, that just hit me. And then. How does light address that? And so those were those were I don't know pieces that I was wrestling with. And and to your question, how is Jesus light? Uh, he addresses those things. Like he gives boundary to that. I mean, mm-hmm. when I think of vanity, it's it's putting ourself above or in front of everyone else. It's like there's no boundary there. There's formlessness. And Jesus gives us that boundary. Like you you can go this far, but you're not God. <laughs> right, stop there. Mm. I don't know. That's just a thought. Mm-hmm. Um, mm, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that, that's that's kind of where my brain went. Uh, the the void piece, that emptiness. You know, Matt, I was I was thinking a lot about um, the, this vacuum that everybody has, and this hole in our hearts that is God shaped, and we try to fill it with stuff and things and. And money and satisfaction and security and significance and it's like man the more you put in there the more you know the more you realize oh, I got to keep stuffing more things in there and it's empty mm-hmm. right. and I think we see that you know you you brought up the NBA and I've heard uh, several NBA legends talk about okay uh, we won the championship and then what 
uh, it's like, oh, I guess we have to do it again until I retire. And there's an emptiness there mm-hmm. that's not filled even with championships. Right. And uh, that's because it's designed for God. And Jesus fills that hole, that, mm-hmm. that light. And so uh, those, were, those were some of the pieces. To relate those two ideas together, one of the things that I thought about when it comes to God being light is we, we often take light for granted. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's, it's all around us, and we become far more fascinated with the things that light reveals than with the light itself that reveals them. Yeah. Uh, and in that mm-hmm. same sense, we, we get far more fascinated with the gifts that God provides than with the light who provides them. Yeah, in, yeah. In a sense. Yeah, yeah, no, that's really good. I like that. It makes me initially think to one of the first summers Hannah and I had in our home a couple of years ago and power goes out and we're like, what do we do? Like first time homeowners, <laughs> right. no light. It's the middle of the night and it's, I don't know. I don't know if we even had candles. Right. We had our cell phones. We turned on our cell phone lights and we we were able to see, but like, that's a, I guess a good picture. That's immediately what I jumped to when you said saying that, like, how much we take, even just physical light, like yeah. the light we can actually understand as human beings, Yeah. how much we take that for granted. Like this little room, if we turned it off in here, we'd be <laughs> right, <laughs> pitch black. Right, we'd be stumbling over everything. Right. Yeah. Well, and it's only, it it's, point. it's only light that allows us to see things as they actually are. Yeah. Right. Um, and so there's a, there's a sense in which I don't know the direction to go unless... Psalm 119, 105, mm-hmm. uh, the word of God is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. Yeah. It helps me understand what, what's real, what's true, and where I'm supposed to go. Right. Right. Yeah. No, that's a really good point. So, so the, the, I think there are a few things that we're talking about right now that's, that's really jumping out in front of us. And, and one is um, just how we how we even uh, um, maybe overlook light, uh, as you were saying. Mm. But do you think that we take Jesus for granted? I mean, is that is that a true implication even in the church? Do we do we do that? I think so. Yeah. You know, there's that song, um, "Holy Water" by We the Kingdom, and one of the lines they say is, um, is "I don't that a want." Christmas song too. <laughs> <laughs> if it's played at Christmas time. <laughs> yeah, okay. Well, they say, I don't want to abuse your grace, but Lord, I need it every day. Mm-hmm. And so I think just in the fact that, you know, people who we don't even know are acknowledging the fact that people abuse grace, I think answers mm-hmm. the question. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, we do take Jesus for granted. Yeah. Yeah. He'll be there tomorrow. Yeah. He can catch us again. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. There, there's there's that idea that uh, familiarity breeds contempt. And I, that is just such a dangerous thought to me. Um, but, but I think it's true. You know, one of, one of my fears as a dad is um, raising, raising kids in the church and then becoming inoculated to Jesus. Mm. Like, you know, they get enough of Jesus that uh, they understand and they know, but they haven't got enough of Jesus that it's transformative, right? Like, it's not life-changing. And uh, because they're so familiar with Jesus. And that's that's a concern that I've had as a parent, and I don't know, it, it, that certainly um, flooded my prayer life over the, the last 24 years as I've been raising kids. But mm. I don't know, Do you have you ever had that concern or a thought like that, Matt? I think that um, 
what I what I recognize and maybe wish I'd recognized um, at a much much younger age is that in raising children they're watching all the time and so whether or not I'm living light at home in the same way I'm living it in public mm-hmm. is going to color their view of whether or not Jesus is real and makes a difference mm-hmm. in life mm-hmm. uh, and I've I think if there's a number one reason for the reason that we see kids fall away from Jesus and fall away from the church, it's growing up in homes where Jesus is observed at times, but where selfishness reigns and dominates most of what is done in the mm-hmm. home. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they look at that and say, hmm, that, that doesn't look real. Right. I'm out. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's a good reminder because, you know, you guys clearly have closer to adult children than I do, but Hannah and I, one of our biggest concerns, especially since jumping back into ministry is, okay, well, now we have pastor kids. And, uh, you know, how often do you hear stories about the pastor kid being the most unruly (laughs) or, you know, causing the trouble in the church? And so, like, how do you model that? And, um, you know, thinking about what you just said and being purposeful at home and making sure that, you know, Zoe and Ava are seeing the same daddy that loves Jesus at at church. He's the same daddy that loves Jesus at home and making sure that balance doesn't just flip because atmosphere changes. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's true. And there has to be a measure of grace, uh, I think for us to, uh, for, for us as pastors. Um, Mm. uh, and so I won't say, I won't share which of my seven kids did this, but (laughs) one time I I was preaching and in the church I was at, uh, we had pews and the the pews were kind of filled all the way to the back. And starting in the very back, there were families that they were kind of moving around and they'd snicker. And I was like, what in the world is going on? And and it went slowly all the way to the front where they were moving around and, and kind of giggling and laughing. And I'm like, what, you know, what is going on? And I'm getting real self-conscious up there. Like, did I do something? Yeah. (laughs) What's coming towards me? And then right in the front row, uh, one of my kids pops up (laughs) and I realize they've crawled under the pews all the way from the back to the front. And it's like, you know, there's, there's an element of, man, I've worked really hard and been praying for this message. And my, you know, (laughs) who's going to remember that? I don't even remember that sermon, (laughs) but I remember that kid. Yes. (laughs) And and you know they they're gonna do stuff like that, and you just have to uh, kind of go with the flow and in in that moment and and love them and laugh and and um, not take not take ourselves seriously, but take mm. the Lord serious. I think that's that's an important piece to it, which kind of brings me to this next issue, and that's the the issue: if Jesus is light and life, then there is this response, and we've been talking about how easy it is to take Jesus for granted. You know, I, on a personal note, I'm praying for personal revival. And, and sometimes I, when I say that, uh, do, I, do I mean that I'm dead and, uh, or, or sick or asleep and need to wake up? Or is it deeper life? And I guess the answer mm-hmm. is, yeah. I, I mean, it's, it's, it's that. <laughs> and I, I don't know. I just want God to move in my soul in a way that um, is is contagious. But even if it's not contagious, like I just need Jesus uh, to meet me in some big ways. And I, I don't know. I'm just kind of wondering with both of you guys, uh, have you had any sort of, 
uh, stirring from the Lord lately is, I mean, maybe it's coming from the scriptures that we've been going through lately from Elijah to John to, you know, I mean, talking about Elijah or, or talking about Jesus in the gospel of John. Has there been any sort of movement in in your hearts? And now I'm really putting you on the spot because how do you say no? <laughs> <laughs> no, not really. Joel, would you like to discuss your dead heart first, or should I discuss mine? <laughs> I'd be happy to to give you more time to think through your dead heart, man. Well, thank you. <laughs> oh man. Well, you know, I'm excited. It's interesting being on this side of, of planning for yeah. for ministry, right? And looking forward to what's coming and. You know, I'm particularly excited for the first Peter series we're going to do starting this next year um, mm-hmm. and what we're going to learn there. But yeah, I have been encouraged by Elijah and by John um, through the past couple of weeks, but even more so, like, I guess what's been stirring in my heart more intimately are the things I'm doing each and every day, Yeah, at least planning for 2021. And, you know, we're doing this f- a cool hymn project throughout the next year uh, where we're going to oh, sing right. hymns and in, in, in planning the, f- the first hymn that we're going to sing in January uh, just reading the history about it and stuff like that. I was up one night at like 1030 working in bed and, uh, you know, thank you, Hannah, for letting me do that. Um, <laughs> it doesn't happen often, disclaimer. Um, but I start crying because I'm reading the story about this song and how much it relates to me and the fact that, hey, this guy wrote this song, all these mm-hmm. terrible things happen in his life. But then he still turns around and says, praise the Lord, praise the Lord, oh, my soul. Yeah. And uh, so I guess that's kind of um, been filling me up and encouraging me just because I'm living in it so much. Um, so yeah, yeah. to you, Matt. I think, uh, one of the things that I've taken out of this particular section of, of scripture as I've, uh, meditated on it a little bit is that the, the life is in Jesus, right? In him was life. And, uh, I think there are times where I seek, I seek life in a certain amount of information about Jesus or a certain amount of theological understanding. Maybe sometimes I seek life in certain religious activities mm-hmm. or certain deeds, uh, maybe even certain rituals. Um, mm-hmm. You know, but but the passage is clear that life is in in Him, mm-hmm. uh, and that my only my only hope is being with Him. Right. Mm-hmm. When we talk about relationship with Jesus, that's a a buzzword, right. uh, buzz phrase, I guess I should say. Right. So what does that what does that look like? I, I think it looks like spending time. That's what we do in relationships. We spend time. Mm-hmm. We get to know. Yeah. Um, and so uh, life is life isn't in a certain number of facts. It's not in a certain number of actions I carry out. Life is right. in Him and being close to Him. Amen. Amen. I really appreciate that. You know, just as both of you were were talking, I, w- I was thinking about how he, he really is that fount that we have to drink from, mm. and um, you know, he he fills our cup, and we drink of it, and we're thirsty for more, and we're full, and we're thirsty for more, and mm. there's this great paradox that we uh, that we wrestle through that saints have talked mm. about from the past, and we we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses uh, from the past. The present and the future, and those are that, that's a beautiful thing. But what what connects us all is Jesus, and we can't lose sight of that. Thanks, guys, for helping us walk through that today. Thank you so much for helping us to see Jesus as the light and the life, and walking through this crazy world. It's it is crazy, but God is good, 
And so for those of you joining in, we want to thank you for joining us. We are honored uh, and encouraged that you would. And we want to encourage you to keep loving and living and serving like Jesus. God bless you and we'll see you soon.